Hello, it's Disney Mom and Baby here, and today we just watched Bambi. An absolute masterpiece. I love the art. I tell you, I used to watch this movie a lot when I was really little, and just absolutely loved it. I remembered most things in this movie, <laughs> and that's what Baby thought of it. <laughs> yeah, is that right? She's 11 months old, so not talking yet, but I'm sure in future episodes she will be. She was just happy to watch it. <laughs> All right. So, okay, there's so many things I didn't notice as a kid. I should probably rename this Things I Didn't Notice as a Kid. Because in all these movies, I pick up on things. So, when I was a kid, I thought it was all about animals, and the forest, and the monarchy, and how it was structured, and all that stuff. And I kind of love Disney setting up these monarchies, and Lion King, the lions are the kings, and this one, you know, in, the, in a temperate zone forest, it's the deer that are the kings, which realistically it should be either the wolves or the bears. But yeah, one thing you notice that I never did as a kid is there are no predators. The animals are all very peaceful, very civil with each other. You know, they all say, good morning, hello, you know. And there is no bad blood between any of the animals. In reality, there would be wolves eating the deer and other animals. There would be bears. And there would be other things that they need to worry about, like starvation, uh, hypothermia frostbite, you know, normal stuff that happens when you live outside, bug bites, poison, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right, baby. And none of that happens in the movie, none of that. The only thing that they need to worry about is man. Man is in the forest. So right off the bat, I'm like, okay, as an adult, I, I kind of side with man a little bit. Overhunting is bad, okay? I agree, overhunting is bad, but realistically, if you have a forest with no predators whatsoever, the deer are going to overpopulate and they're just going to starve to death. I know, it's very sad. Personally, I'd rather get shot in the back of the head than starve to death. It's a much faster death. Are you working on a poop? Okay. All right, I'll let you finish that, and then, and then I'll take care of it, okay? All right, I'll, I'll let you finish that. So, another thing I noticed, you know, because of that, it's not really about animals. It's because there, it does, it's not very realistic about how animals are. It's not really about animals. It's more about just life how life was back in the 1940s and 50s, and in a lot of ways, it's very similar today. Like, if you were a kid in the 1940s or 50s era, your dad would probably be very distant with you when you were young, and as you got older, he warmed up to you a bit more and started treating you like an adult and expected more from you. But your mom would always be there, always be friendly and warm and caring and probably stay home and take care of you. At least that was the stereotypical family of the time. Stereotypical white family, I should add. Um, I, I can't speak for other types of families. I'm white, so I don't really know about them. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be racist. I'm sorry. Anyway, so 
you know, that was that's exactly how it was in Bambi. His father's very distant, doesn't really spend a lot of time with him, doesn't even speak to him until the mother dies. And I get the impression you wouldn't have talked to him at all until he was older. You know, out of necessity, he had to take care of him because the mom died. But if she hadn't, he probably would have waited until he was, like, grown up and been like, Hey, I'm your dad. I'm going to show you around now. And yet Bambi saw him from a distance and wanted to be like him. Which, you know, is very typical of young boys that, you know, when they're really young, they want to be like their dads. And then when they're, like, preteen, teenager, they want nothing to do with their dad because he's a dork. So, and I'm sure girls are the same way. It's just, you know, being a girl was a little different because your mom was always there. You always, you know, saw the person that you wanted to be most like. And she was always there and could teach you from a young age what it was like to be a woman. And... I think that might have been true for a lot of families. It's just the stereotypical family didn't have a very playful, available dad. And I'm I'm glad to say that my family, my husband, does play with our baby and is available. And I'm very grateful for that because I think it's important to have fathers interact with their children when they're young. It's just a lot of times they don't know how. (laughs) I mean, I grew up with babies. I've always been around babies. I know what to do, but he never even held a baby until a year before I got pregnant. So, you know, it's different for him. And I'm sure there's families where the genders are flipped, you know, where the dad grew up around children because he had older siblings, had babies or whatever. and, And the mom doesn't know what to do, you know. I'm just being very stereotypical here. Just like the movie. And, you know, those are the things I noticed. I'm trying to think. What else did I notice? Oh, the whole Twitter-pated thing. Oh my gosh. That was my favorite part as a kid. Still my favorite part. It's so funny. I I really think about Friend Owl a lot and try to figure out where he's coming from here. As a kid, he was just some old guy who had a funny view of things. But now that I'm older, I'm like, did some uh, lady owl kind of break his heart? Because he has such a negative view of falling in love. Like, did that happen at some point? Because that's kind of sad. I feel bad for Friend Owl now. He just has such a negative view of falling in love. Like, all the little birds are singing in the trees. They're like, la, 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 springtime, love, love, love. And he's like, shut up. Well, he doesn't say that. He says, quiet, because it's a Disney movie. (laughs) Oh, man. And that used to make me laugh so much as a kid. And it still does. It's flipping hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, why does he have that view? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad, baby. Why does he have that view of, of falling in love? Maybe something happened to him. Although I don't know what, because, you know, in this world, the fathers basically impregnate the moms and then take off. Is that true for owls, too? In the world of Bambi, I know it's true in, in real life. I don't know. Actually, that's not true. At the end of the movie, we see Bambi kind of take off and leave Feline with his two kids. But we do see Flower, the the skunk, with his son that he's taking care of. And we see Thumper with his, like, six little rabbits that he's taking care of. So maybe it's only true of the deer. I don't know. Anyway, the whole thing, like... I feel like that's how so many young single adults are, male and female. 
Oh, you. I'm sorry. Did you want to turn, sweetie? Okay. Okay. All right. Are, are you done? <laughs> okay. You're so sweet. Anyway. I feel like that's how a lot of young single adults are, male and female. They're like, I'm not going to get married. You can't tie me down. I'm happy single. And then they meet somebody and they're like, well, okay, I could give this a chance, this whole family thing. And then they're totally into it. And they're like, next thing you know, you know, they're, they're getting pregnant and they're super excited about it and buying baby clothes. And, they're, and then their baby's born and they're playing with the baby and they love it. And at least I hope that's how it goes. But anyway... I, I love the whole, like, we're, you know, the, the whole, I'm not going to get Twitter-pated, we're bachelors, we're how to explore the world, and the, each of them finds a girl and settles down. <laughs> it's just great. I love that. And, okay, I'm going to mention the skunk, when the skunk, um, flower finds a girl, and she kisses him, he turns red and goes completely rigid and falls over. And we think of that in a sexual way now, but I think when the movie was created, that wasn't meant to be in a sexual way. I think the intention was just to show he got embarrassed. You know, but maybe there was some sexual intention. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I tend to read that as unintentionally sexual. Because, you know, that doesn't seem like something that Walt Disney would approve of. But maybe I didn't, maybe I'm not doing my research and I don't know him that well. There's probably a bunch of other sexual things hidden in Disney movies that I still don't pick up on because I'm dense. So, I don't know. But it's interesting because I do know that Walt was against doing sequels while he was alive because he believed it cheapened the original. Which is very true, especially with all of the sequels they did in the early 2000s that were almost entirely crap. There were only three that I liked, and one of them was Bambi 2. And at first, I, you know, I was totally against seeing it. I was like, this is stupid, this is awful. I've already seen a bunch of horrible sequels that have dashed my hopes. I do not want to see another one. And then I was watching, um, I believe, Lindsay Ellis, and she did a YouTube video about her the least awful Disney sequels, and that was one of them. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And I watched it, and it ended up being my favorite Disney sequel. It was actually really good. I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. Because it references the, fir the first movie, first of all. Like, a lot of these cheap sequels don't even reference the first movie. It's like it didn't happen. And it treated it very respectfully. I was amazed. I was like, wow, these people actually did their homework. They worked for Disney, and they actually watched Disney movies. Which is not the case with so many of these sequels. But in this one, they actually watched the first Bambi. And they treated it very respectfully in the movie. And it was good. Like, the acting was good. The animation was decent. And the plot was even interesting. It's all about that time period that the movie skips where Bambi's growing up with his dad right after the mother dies. It opens up right after the mother dies. The snow is still falling. Bambi's calling for his mom and his dad shows up and he's like, you can't be with your mother anymore. And then he takes Bambi to a safe place to, to go to sleep and, and kind of cry on his own. And then he, the dad talks with friend Owl and he's like, I don't know what, how to do this, man. Oh, I'm going to pause it for a second. Baby hit her head.
Okay, baby was cranky, so I put her down for a nap, so you won't hear her for the rest of the episode. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, yeah, okay. So Bambi's dad, whose name we never find out, as far as I know, I might have missed it, but I don't think he has a name. Anyway, he's talking to Friend Owl, and he's like, Friend Owl, I'm going to be honest with you here, I don't know how to do this whole dad thing. Like, that's the does job to take care of the fawns. The men just look after the forest, so I don't know about this man. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you look after the forest, it takes all of you to look after the forest. Like, okay, you're the king, I get that. Your job's to look after the forest, but what are all those other guys doing? Like, when, in the first movie, when Bambi's prancing around, just kind of exploring the woods, he sees all these male deer just kind of like, it looks like they're having a meeting. And, um, and he's kind of curious, so he watches them, and they just kind of prance around. Like, what are they doing? They're, they're just, like, prancing around in a herd and jumping over things and, like, you know, hitting, you know, butt, head-butting each other. Like, what are you guys doing? Watching the forest, my butt. You're just... You're just being lazy deadbeats. How many of you guys got a doe pregnant and don't do anything to help her, huh? I'm speaking from a mother's perspective. That's not what I thought as a kid. I was like, oh man, those guys look so cool. I was like with Bambi, I was like, dang, that looks so cool. You know, they're all fighting and prancing all regal and stuff. And they can jump really far. That's awesome. And here I am, a mom, like, excuse me. Stop prancing around. Get your little tail back here and help me with these dang kids. But <laughs> perspectives change. And you know, and I, that's I'm not saying this to my husband. He's he's there and he helps me with the baby and the housework and you know, I'm not saying this to my husband just as a mom, if I were one of those mom dears, that's what I would say. Anyway, going back to the pre- the sequel, um it's actually an in-betweenquel. But yeah, so the dad is like, Friend Owl, can you find a doe to take care of him, please? And Friend Owl's like, you know, maybe you should take care of him. And he's like, well, I have to until you find a doe to take care of him. And Friend Owl's like, well, maybe you should take care of him all the time. Just saying, he's your son. And he's like, no, that's ridiculous. That's what the does are for. And I'm like, sexist. But anyway, so that's how it starts. And of course, the dad warms up to him and he gets much better and he gets much more, much softer. Like at first, he's kind of grouchy and kind of, you know, distant. And uh, and in, in the original, he has this very deep voice that's a little scary, kind of intimidating. And he still has that. And I really appreciate it. In the in Betweequel, the sequel, whatever you want to call it, he still has this really deep, intimidating voice. And Bambi's kind of scared of him at first. And then he warms up, and they start playing games, and he actually really enjoys hanging out with Bambi. And there's more that happens, but I'm not going to give it away. You'll just have to watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. That's where I watch all of my Disney movies, because it's awesome when it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but when it works, it's awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's a good one to see. And then, I'm not sure, what else did I want to say about Bambi? It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I, I love, just, I love the artwork. Like, the animators worked so hard on this movie. Walt wanted it to be his second movie released, but it took a long time to do because there, every single frame was just a painted masterpiece. And it's just beautiful. 
and I mean, it's just, it's just great. It's so pretty to see. It's, it's one of those, it's like chicken soup. It's so comforting. It's such a comforting, relaxing movie, and there's a lot to it. There are parts that are not comforting and relaxing, but especially in the beginning when Bambi's just a fawn. It's so cute the way he just, you know, walks around the forest and he learns how to talk and he learns how to walk, not in that order. And he sees the other animals and they're like, hi, little prince. And, you know, he's just like, hey, you know, whatever, I'm following my mom. So just adorable, you know, and it's so comforting. It's so cute to see the little animals, little thumper and little flower. And I'm really glad that they got actual children to do the voices. I wish that they could do that every time, but I understand if you have a TV show, you can't hire a child to do the voice of a child in a TV show because if you have multiple seasons, that kid's going to go through puberty and their voice is going to change. But at least for movies... You know, they should hire kids to do kids' voices because it's a bit distracting when they don't. For me personally, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't bother other people. But anyway, just if, you, if you're if you sick in bed and you need something relaxing and sweet to watch just to comfort you, this is a great movie for that. It's perfect, at least in the beginning. And then the second half is all about how man is evil Man, start a fire. Man, shoots everybody. And the animals are so terrified of man. And it makes me feel bad. Like, as a kid, I felt so bad. I was like, hunting is evil. And as an adult, I'm like, well, overhunting is evil. But, you know, we're not the only predators in the forest. Animals eat other animals. There's wolves and bears are going to eat you. And, I mean... Even little animals like foxes are going and owls are going to eat mice and rabbits. So, you know, not it's not a realistic movie about animals at all. They're all so civil and kind. And when they're in love, they're so they're so sweet to each other, you know, they're just so loving and they kiss and hug and stuff and I'm like, oh, "Okay. <laughs> That's not how animals are. They they don't really feel love. They feel lust like a drive to reproduce and they're not that nice about it there's uh it's really difficult to watch animals especially bunnies reproduce like oh my gosh those are those things are aggressive they look so cute and they snuggle up to you and they're so cute and then they scratch each other's eyes out while they're trying to have sex and you're like whoa where did that come from dude so yeah (laughs) i'm glad i'm not a bunny And there's other animals that do that too, where they like scratch and fight and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. It's called make love for a reason, guys. But anyway, yeah, very cute, very soothing. Great movie. I love it. Love the soundtrack. Um, If I had to pick a favorite part, uh, Twitter paid it, of course. That whole sequence is amazing. And... I kind of like when Bambi is fighting um, that other deer when uh, he and Feline are grown up and he's like, I love you, Feline, and a little Twitter pated. And he goes to follow her and this other like male deer comes out of the bushes and is like, go away, this is my doe. And Feline's like, no, I want Bambi, not you. You know, if this were made today, she would. they would both probably fight him. And, <laughs> you know, because uh, feminism... But, you know, since this was back in the day, you know, he, Bambi has to be the one to fight him off, to save her. 
Also, she doesn't have antlers, so maybe it's best if she kind of just stays back. She could get really hurt. But that part is really cool. The lighting and the music and the mood, everything. When Bambi's fighting this guy, it's so cool. I love it. It's just super intense. And it's like this really dark... I think that's kind of the moment where it ushers in the dark second half of the movie. It starts with that. And then from then on, it's it gets kind of dark. I mean, it was dark before with the death of the mother, but that didn't last. Like, she's dead for a minute, and it's sad. And then the birds come out, and they start singing about springtime, like, a minute after she dies. So, you know, that didn't last. This has a lasting impact, though. Like, Bambi is able to defeat him, and he has, like, a couple of minutes where he's happy with Feline. And then man comes into the forest... And the the scene where the wild dogs, or not wild, the dogs chase Feline. Oh man, that still scares me to this day because their eyes, their eyes just don't look like the eyes of the other animals. They look soulless. Like the other animals have pupils, I want to say. Their eyes just look different. They have pupils and they have like light in their eyes. Like light reflects off them. And with the dogs, it's just blank. It's just like white and then a black dot and that's it there's no light reflecting off of it there's just just this evil blank look like they're machines and I'm sure there's commentary on that you know I'm sure they're saying you know once dogs get domesticated by man they're just soulless which is not true I don't think that's true dogs are very sweet and very loving to people and I think that's has a lot of soul to it but you know Man is bad, according to the movie Bambi. Everything man does is bad. You know, overhunting does not exist. And the animals all live in harmony with each other. And, you know, they don't kill each other or beat each other up or anything. Except for that one time when Bambi had to fight for Feline. But that was like it. You know, I kind of half expected after the fight for Bambi to just go up to the, you know, for that guy. I think his name is Brono. The guy that Bambi had to fight to to be with Feline. I kind of half expected him to be like, good fight afterward. Yes, you too. Have a good day. You know, Because <laughs> they're just so civil throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, where, where was I going? I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent and I forgot what I was saying. I don't want to make this too much longer. I don't like really long podcasts. But... Um, where was I going with this? Okay, maybe I should just end it here. Anyway, I love this movie. It has completely different meaning for me as an adult than it did as a kid, and that's okay. You know, as a kid, it's important to teach children to respect nature and to not overhunt, and please don't start forest fires. Please let the professionals burn a forest. You know, don't don't be doing that yourselves. And yes, that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing until I was, I'm embarrassed to say how old, but I didn't know that people actually started for fires on purpose to help, you know, the undergrowth of um, the forest or the jungle or whatever they're burning. So yeah, don't do that. Let the professionals do that. And uh, what else? Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, my, I'm a little scatterbrained right now, but great movie love this movie so well done just everything about it is they put so much time and effort into it and it just shows it is so beautiful and it is so comforting and just a great great watch 
Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I don't want to make this too long. So yeah, you guys all have a great day and I'll see you next time.